was that documentary, bud? Lion Man was great. Lion Man was <laughs> Lion Man was great. All right, well, it's called it's called Tiger King, so let's get it let's get it right off the rip if we can. Uh, you know, Jay, that was for you there, but uh, I, I misspoke in one of Jay's and I's conversations uh, that are just all too many and all too joyful. But uh, you know, you misspeak one time, Jay, and just never let a man let it go. Your friends will not let you live it down. That's what we're here for, bud. I guess that's what makes a true friend, too, right? Exactly. I mean, where where would we be if 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 we weren't calling each other out on uh, on their mishaps, man? God, I don't know, Jay. I may uh, maybe a little bit farther in life for one. But um, welcome everybody to the Inner Miami podcast. It is great to be back on the mics. This is Alex Papa George. Joined as always, but in a separate building in our separate quarantine studios here, Mr. Jay Kington. Yeah, it's weird because we're like literally right next door to each other, but we're just in different quarantine zones. It's wild. And actually, funny enough, some people do video. This is a podcast. So obviously, podcast equals audio. We are FaceTiming each other right now. So it's good to see your face there, Jay. It looks like you had a couple changes over there, bud. Yeah, decided to go with a little bit of a change up on the facial hair situation. Uh, rocking a strong Colonel Sanders get up right now because I don't have to go out in public all that much. Do you get any looks when you're out in public by any chance? Yeah. Do people mistake you for? Uh, I mean, I, I guess like in the back of their head, it could be them mistaking me for Colonel Sanders, but... The way I interpret it is, is like, it's more of like a what the hell is this guy wearing on his face kind of look, you know? So. <laughs> well, as uh, most of you know, Jay and I rock beards. And, you know, we will definitely put a posting on Instagram and social media this week for you guys to take a look at Jay's new facial hair. It's quite, uh, quite a sight. But, you know, if you do not do so already, please go ahead and follow us at inner miami podcast god it's been a while inner miami podcast we make a really simple just enter miami podcast on instagram on facebook or you can go ahead and write us an email at inner miami podcast at gmail.com or go ahead and check out our website at inner miami podcast.com it has been a while. The email is Jay and Alex at intermiamipodcast.com, but intermiamipodcast at gmail.com also works. But yeah, we're uh, we're getting back on the old bicycle here. It's been way too long and we want to get back into the swing of things. So forgive us for our rust, uh, but we've got some really exciting stuff coming up. I know it's been uh, you know a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, we have our number one man, our captain, Mr. Luis Robles. He will be joining us on the next episode. And then we have one other kind of huge announcement. I know we're both excited about it in regards to the following episode, but we will be having on a guest we have been uh, trying to coordinate with for a few weeks, a very integral part of the team. And we are not going to say much more because we like to leave people in anticipation, but we've got some good stuff coming up. So thank you uh, for waiting. We apologize, but we are back and we are ready to make this exciting. Yes, there's. we've been with all the listeners for about nine months now, I'd say, covering the team for about six months prior to the season. So, you know, a little virus won't stop us now. We do apologize for being off the mics for a couple of weeks, but we're here to stay. And as Jay said, 
We have the man, Luis Robles, here joining us this next episode. Do not miss this. We had him uh, on the podcast a few months ago, but he wanted to resync with everybody, touch base with all the listeners out there, say it's all good, and share a little bit of insight to his experience thus far in the 2020 MLS season. Yeah, it's obviously been a very strange time for everyone with this COVID uh, or COVID shutdown. Uh, not gonna lie, there's no way to cut it. This sucks. Uh, life has changed drastically. I know you and I, we both work for the same company, so we get to spend uh, copious amounts of time together throughout the week. But uh, it's been it's been strange trying to adapt. I know everyone out there is is in the same house. I mean, it doesn't really matter where you live, whether that be in a different city or state or country, really. I mean, everyone is affected with this. Um, and it, you know, we were really excited because this happened, what, two days before the home opener? And the leadership came out from inner and said, like, we're having this game. And then it, it, it shut down. And we were, it was, what, a couple days before that, I think on a Tuesday, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, where they had the season ticket holders event at the stadium. Uh, so we were really right there, obviously kind of riding that momentum and excitement that we had, have had since the first two games. And now we we're going to finally get one in our backyard. And then, of course, all this happens. And uh, the spirits were dampened a bit. But uh, do not fret. Everything will be over sooner than we know it. And we will resume life as we love it. Yes, obviously, this is a podcast about Inner Miami, but I think we'd be fools and it would just be silly not to talk about COVID 19 in today's society. But as Jay touched on, you know, we were there for the pre stadium release for some of the season ticket holders, and the stadium was jumping, you know, just mm -hmm. a couple of days before the season, you know, put on a pause. But you know, first and foremost, you know, it was the right decision by the league to go ahead and postpone play. There's no question about it. Um, this is a serious, serious problem. I uh, don't really ever, you know, recall, you know, I'm 29 years old, pushing 30, but I don't really recall a situation like this in society that has had, you know, much kind of similar effects. You know, I guess the one that kind of comes to mind is, you know, back in, you know, back in 2001 with the World Trade Center, right? But even at that, you know, it didn't have the whole world on pause like it did, does here today with this virus that's literally affecting every single country around this planet called Earth. So it's definitely wild time of, uh, you know, our lives. And, you know, stay safe, everybody, you know, stay inside, you know, keep social distancing. It was funny that the team even had a little cute little logo play with the graphics and they separated some of the, you know, lines and the graphics on the, the logo, which was pretty funny. But, you know, do take it seriously. And, you know, sooner, you know, rather than later, we'll be back on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, we've lived through some things just in our lifetime. I mean, I can think of like the bird flu, SARS, H1N1, all that, these viruses were out there and there was some level of fear, but nothing to this, to this extent where it really shut down, you know, businesses and in, in life as we know it, but yeah, it will be ending. Eventually we'll all get through it together. We'll have some impacts on the team, uh, not just in Miami, but also just worldwide international soccer, which will then have a drip effect into, into the team. But I guess, I'm just kind of curious. And I think the listeners want to know, like, what have you been doing to kind of keep your sanity or some, some sort of level of normalcy? 
some level of normacy. Wow. Uh, normalcy. Norm. Well, there you go. That I think describes it as much as we can. But, uh, you know, been, uh, been trying to do a little bit more self-fulfillment. You know, I learned HTML5 CSS for a little bit of web development skills. If anybody uh, is looking for a little bit of a web designer, do not call me. I am not. <laughs> I was about to eat, no, you beat me too. Uh, okay. But, you know, that's been fun. You know, I, I kind of urge to everybody, you know, go ahead and try and pick up a new t- task. You know, I was always interested in coding, you know, had a little bit of time with the hands. So went ahead and did some, you know, obviously shared my fair time on the FIFA sticks. As you know, Jay, there is a Facebook group now related to, you know, some of the FIFA players on PlayStation and Xbox. Um, I put together a little TikTokity, Tiki Toki, Tiki Tok Tok account, which is pretty cool. Go ahead and holler at me, Papa023. And, you know, obviously they touched on it a little bit earlier, but, uh, you know, we work together. We were actually working in the recruiting staffing uh, industry, which obviously, you know, poses its simple challenges when your product is a human being. They have what's called a brain and brains have thoughts. So it's not a printer or a you know piece of luggage that we're selling you know all those people have different lives and obviously you know with you know i think it's about 18 million americans being laid off you know here today based on covid uh you know we've had had some tough conversations but you know in doing so we've also had some really awesome conversations so you know that's a little bit of my world jay what about you uh, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you, bud. And I really do look forward to the day you turn 30 and stop using TikTok and saying words like lit, or we'll get there one step at it? a time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been kind of in the same boat. As you know, we've been kind of nerding out on FIFA. I've been playing a little Call of Duty Warzone as well. Um, but there was, uh, it came out of the Inter Miami fan group page on facebook there is now a group if you do play fifa whether you be in florida or other you know other places in the nation or really anywhere in the world it's inter miami cf slash fifa 20 gamer group if you can't find it just shoot us a message on um you know facebook or instagram or shoot us an email and we'll be sure to get you in there so that's been kind of cool to interact with the fans on that level they're running tournaments and everything uh, outside of that of course a lot of netflix tiger king which we talked about earlier in the episode other series uh, i've got another podcast the buzz that's going in full steam with weekly episodes and my kind of new thing i'm trying to learn a little bit more about is the stock market not just general stocks but also you know option trading stuff of that trying to do a little bit of uh self betterment if i can uh but that's really i think enough we need to talk about us let's get into the meat of the the show and why people listen to us yeah inner miami uh we're back here and i know that's enough about us but what has happened in the world of inner miami um you know we had touched about on this uh during our previous episode but Two kind of newsworthy announcements. One was a TV deal with CBS and the other one being our commentating crew. Um, you know, to get on to it, you know, obviously we have uh, Fernando and Ray as our commentating duo. Uh, Ray doing the more commentation side, Fernando doing more play-by-play, but they're also teaming up with Andres Cordero, who is a sideline reporter, as well as the digital host named Kalen Kyle. So that's going to be our squad lined up on the broadcasting front. Yeah, I really love this lineup. Uh, Fernando himself has about 20 years under his belt uh, with Univision. Very funny, big personality guy. I'm almost positive he covered one of the World Cups, and he was having me crack up in between games. He's a very funny guy. Then, of course, Ray Hudson. Uh, who you've got some great details on, but I'm absolutely love this guy. He is my favorite color 
commentator ever to cover the sport of football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Dude is awesome. Uh, but you've got some more. And he has ties to not only, you know, American football, but but more importantly, football as we know it in Miami. Yeah. Um, Jay, you were touching on it there, man. He, uh, you know, most people know Ray Hudson for his commentary and his voice, as we'll get into and obviously have the enjoyment of, you know, listening to him, you know, on a rather consistent basis. But, you know, Ray actually played 15 years of professional football back in his day. And he actually, you mentioned it, had ties to the Miami area. He was actually named the Miami Fusion coach back in year 2000. Uh, his first year, he finished with an 11, 1, and 12 record. And actually, the following year in 2001, he led the Fusion to the MLS's, or I'm sorry, not the MLS. Uh, I'm sorry, yes, the MLS. Wow, it's been a while, Jay. Uh, in 2001, with 16 wins, five draws, and five losses in the MLS Supporters Shield. So, um, you know, had a short stint down here in Miami, then eventually made his way up to DC, where he coached DC United for a little bit, and then eventually joined the ESPN broadcasting crew in 2002 with their coverage of the World Cup. Um, that time, pretty much decided to hang up his whistle, I guess, and he put on his mic. He finished with a record of 46, 20, and 44, and you know started his you know adventure or career journey, I guess, in commentating. He, he definitely consists of a lot of metaphors and exciting romanticized descriptions of players. Uh, I know, you know, one of his most famous lines is the magisterial here. So, um, you know, definitely if you do not have a chance, go ahead and pop over to YouTube and, you know, get an experience for his audio and his commentary because it is truly special. Um, and funny enough, we've actually put together a small clip just so for all the listeners out there to go ahead and experience Ray Hudson as we know him and can expect on a consistent basis. No need to go to YouTube. We're going to bring it right to you. Back heel, Messi! He's done it! The artful Dodger displaces their bomber, a new goal king! Lionel Messi rewrites the history book, and we were all there to witness it and be privileged by this artisan. He doesn't need to win for the Copa del Rey easy pickings. He does it against a top-class team. And he does it in his own inimitable, brilliant way. Messi, twisting, turning, like an alligator with a twitch. Beautiful give and go. He's already identified it again. He takes a million pictures in that crystal ball that's inside of his head. Beautiful from Iniesta, laying it on the golden altar for this golden footballer. The most wonderful, stupendously magnificent player in the history of the game. And that is just a little clip of what we're going to be able to get every single gang from game from the one and only uh, Ray Hudson, also known as Rocky. So whichever one you prefer, you can roll with it. He is a magisterial in his approach to commentary, and we should all count our blessings that we get to experience this for the foreseeable future. Um, but yeah, so, you know, outside of those four that were introduced by the team, so we struck up this deal. This was announced, I think, April 2nd with uh, CBS for the local station uh, for all of our Eng English language games. I believe most of the 
Spanish will probably be on like 2DN, Udivision, some some offset of that. Um, but the the television schedule, they had like a rough schedule was what it was going to look like, but we're really at more of a to be determined stage because this virus has a mind of its own. And when it finally lets up and lets us resume our lives, we'll have a better idea. Yeah, Jay touched on it. A lot of the information that we're getting here today is very fluid in the sense that, you know, things could change in a few weeks, as we all know this. So, you know, obviously, you know, Jay touched on the new agreement with CBS. MLS still does have some, you know, I guess, established partnerships with other types of outlets, such as, you know, ESPN, uh, Unimas, uh, Fox Sports, One, Fox, ABC, etc. You know, those will kind of, you know, fall outside of the national game. So, you know, that's kind of an idea of what to expect on the television front. And, you know, I guess this kind of rolls into our next segment, which is really kind of talk to talking about positives, and we got some negatives. But in true inner Miami fashion, we're going to focus on the positives. Always got to focus on the positives, man. And I think the number one winner to come out of this whole situation, the biggest positive to this team is the fact that Mr. Julian Carranza will be back for us. We were looking at an April return initially, which probably put us, I don't know, at this point, what? I don't want to do the math in my head. Probably seven, eight games into our season, something like that before he was going to come back. And it looks like we'll be able to have him back for our quote unquote, technically third game of the season. Uh, But that's also good for, you know, Robbie Robinson is someone who a lot of people saw the injury in the, in the, in the, the last game and thought it was something really substantial. We were keeping our lips sealed. We did hear reports that he was honestly probably going to be able to play uh, in the LA galaxy game. And if not, it'd be like maybe sit out one week, but you know, he'll be fully recovered. I know Juan Aguadelo got like, I think a hamstring injury. So he'll be good. And then of course there are injuries you acquire throughout games in a season that won't necessarily make you miss a game or sit out, but could to some level impact your ability on the field. So even though you're playing, you're hampered a little bit. So I think that we're able to, to kind of really clear this injury bug out of the air because it seemed like we were catching in injuries almost every single game. So that to me is the greatest positive is that we're now going to be able to come out for whenever our third game is played in full force swinging away. I would agree. I mean, all, all three of the players that you mentioned play on the attack too. And that was the line that we were actually, you know, minimally stacked for, you know, that's, that was our, you know, kind of our, 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 our kind of, I guess, weakness of the team, if we want to kind of put it like that, you know, midfield in the back line to the goalie, you know, we looked pretty strong, you know, through our first couple of games. And I think the attack was a little bit more where we struggled, obviously, you know, only putting in, you know, one goal over two games. So, you know, with that being said, you know, obviously the stadium will be ready to go. That's a huge positive. It seemed like that they were pretty close when we went over to the pre-stadium, you know, opening uh, that we did right before the season got put on pause. But the good news is the stadium should be ready to go. I'm sure everybody's, you know, definitely seen the amount of construction out no matter where you're listening. It seems like everybody's, you know, having the opportunity to go ahead and build, 
you know, during this time as less people are out in the world and on the road, which I think is really smart, but state only ready to go. And, you know, the kit should be sponsored, should be added. You know, that's something that a lot of people were talking about. And, you know, hopefully this will give a little bit of time for the sponsorship to now be added on the kit. So, you know, I know that's a, a little bit of a topic for hot controversy, if I can call it that. But, you know, regardless, we should have the sponsor on our kit at the end of the day. And, you know, last but not least, you know, the positives that I take away is, you know, we're an expansion team and, you know, going through the course of a season is difficult and you have the preseason and you have a little bit of a gap and you roll right into the regular season. But, you know, having the opportunity to kind of sit back and evaluate, you know, not just personnel, but strategy and tactics I think is actually going to help us out a lot. Um, you know, a lot of these companies, uh, sorry, these companies, these these teams have been together for a while because just due to the nature, you know, this is our first MLS season and they have their certain strategies in place. They have the way that they're going to communicate certain aspects. They have a lot of things set in stone already that's able to help them kind of navigate. But as Inter-Miami is new, and new to the MLS, you know, we have a little bit more of a, a longer learning curve, if I can put it like that. So I think that it gives us a good opportunity to, you know, kind of, you know, pull over, you know, stop at the gas station, put some fuel in the tank and, you know, get 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 ready for this next part of the season where we're going to rock and roll. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of that. Um, I do want to just kind of kick up, stir the pot a little bit is that the, the kit sponsor will be very interesting to see because initially it's been, everything's been leading to Qatar, the state of Qatar. But what do we know about Qatar as a state? It is funded by oil. And the fact that this pandemic has had such a crippling effect on a lot of the oil producing nations and oil producing companies, it'll be interesting to see if that is still something that happens or if maybe Qatar pulls back a little bit because they don't want to drop, you know, half a billion dollar investment or something like that. And, and maybe we look to a, a more local company. So, you know, keep your eyes out for that. That will be something that will be interesting. Um, you know, but there's also on the flip side of the coin, there are some negatives about this. And, you know, just kind of jumping right into this, I initially had this as a positive, but due to the situation, and we're going to cover this just a little bit in more detail in a few minutes, but it looked like because we're going to have a delay and the fact that player contracts expiring in June 30th, uh, coinciding with the summer transfer window opening was leading us to believe that we were going to have our third DP, our true number nine, realistically sometime in July. But again, we'll get into this. There's been some changes with FIFA. They're extending contracts. They're extending the season because that whole window is is scheduled to open when the season ends and contracts expire. So that's not going to happen anymore. I figured this would be great. We take a couple months off. We come into our maybe fifth or sixth game with our new third DP coming over from Europe, uh, someone who's ready to bang in goals. But that's not going to happen. Other negative is going to be the team chemistry, I would say, is probably the biggest kind of question here, right? You can see we're meshing. We're great, great 0-2 team. You can see the potential there. But then, you know, you don't have everyone on the field. You don't have everyone running around, understanding and continuing to mesh with each other. And, you know, I know something that you're very keen on is being fit. And not only fit, but, you know, like that game shape fit. But that's something that's really going to be going to be a little tough. And, um, 
you know, those would be really my biggest negatives initially in the situation. You know, what are your thoughts? Yeah. And I think you touched on some good points there, Jay. And I think, you know, you touched on a true number nine. I think most of us have expected us to get a little bit more of a bigger name number nine on our team. And who knows, you know, we, we, we've talked about it week after week, but we may have, you know, found our number nine just in a different method than what we were originally expecting, you know, eight, nine months ago, right? You know, Robbie has some good potential, but to your point, you know, I think that we would expect this last DP spot to be more along that lines of a true, true striker up front. So, you know, I would definitely agree with your analysis. I think the chemistry portion is something that a lot of teams do struggle with going back to kind of an original point that, you know, all the teams right now are, you know, laid up in their their homes and unable to practice with one another and, you know, can only be linked to, you know, communication via text, phone or video. So I think the chemistry definitely affects everybody. Um, obviously, everybody's going to be healthy. You know, that is besides Atlanta United. Uh, shot, shot, shots to my boys who are Atlanta United friends. But uh, Hell, you know, uh, look, listen, I will tell you what, <laughs> Joseph Martinez might be back before the season's over at this rate. Well, let, let's let's he, hope he not. might have time to recover from the ACL. <laughs> and, uh, you know, speaking of that, I guess now I'm kind of upset because that was going to be the game on my birthday. And who knows if we're even playing a game on my birthday, man? Well, I, you know, I'm sorry this pandemic, you know, got everybody rolled up, Jay. But, you know, I'll celebrate your birthday, man. Like, hey, I'll celebrate right now. Maybe we'll have like a little app with all listeners in, involved here, too, wishing you happy birthday. But. Um, no, in all seriousness, um, you know, Jay, Jay touched on the big one, which is chemistry for me, um, you know, in addition, game shape, uh, you know, there's, there's the idea of doing a bunch of push ups, doing a bunch of sit ups, you know, running around your block, you know, doing some pull ups, things like that. But it's another world to be a professional athlete and be in professional game shape. Um, I always say, we're the best 0-2 team in the league. I think we almost came out. I mean, we shoot, we almost came out of there 2-0 at the end of the day. But uh, momentum yeah. plays a big aspect in sports. In my mind, it's something you cannot, you know, attach a, you know, I guess, you know, a quantitative value to, if you can say it like that. But momentum is real at the end of the day. And I think that although we were 0-2, I thought that obviously playing a man down in our last game versus DEC United we play very well, and obviously LAFC speaks for itself. But, you know, other than those, I, I think that those are kind of the main negatives that I would see. You know, the chemistry portion, game shapes, and strong momentum. Um, those are really the, the focus areas. Yeah, I can't agree more. There's a difference between doing exercises in your house and being on the pitch with the boys and, and continue to grow that. Um, but one other thing I do want to point out here, uh, I do think Robbie Robinson loses a little bit out on the situation because with Carranza coming back, in June, you know, well, I guess now being pushed a little bit later, but initially it was earlier, but it looked like his window of being thrust into the spotlight and being our key attacker is now maybe, I don't want to say gone by the wayside, but Julian's back. So they're going to have to share time and they'll probably sub off for one another, but still he's not going to have those, you know, 80, 90 minutes to himself out there anymore. So I think that he kind of loses a little bit of his grip and, you know, I think it's overall good for the team because we'll have more options and more, you know, sub ability, if that's even a word, but I do think he loses a tad on this. And let me ask you this, Jay. Um, I definitely agree. I think 
you know, Robbie definitely loses out. I think we talked about it on an earlier podcast that one of the advantages of Carranza being out is that it gave time to mature, right? You know, Robbie wouldn't have this playing time, you know, over these last few days, a few games for us to see his maturity level increase in his skills, you know, increase tremendously on the field and really kind of just a comfortability level. But um, without that injury, he wouldn't have had that exposure. So I think that's a very, very good point. Now, let me ask you this. Would you see Robbie demanding playing time, even though Carranza's back? And if so, who suffers on the other side? Is that more Mateus Pellegrini? Is that more Carranza himself as he works back into shape? Or how do you see that getting mixed around? Uh, well, I guess in the same breath, I would also say this hurts you know, Juan Agudelo a bit. And this continues to hurt, you know, our boy Jerome Kiesewetter, who I would love to, to be able to see some sort of showcase from him. But so the more people are coming back, you know, again, Robbie was thrown from college athlete, collegiate level athlete. I mean, I get that he's like the Herman trophy award winner, but thrust right into the MLS spotlight. Yeah, it's rough, but he, he was maturing game by game. You could see it, but also in the same breath, we as fans, you know, we understand the maturing process, but maybe we don't want to have to live through that. You know, we we signed uh, Carranza as one of our, you know, first two signings. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a, a sub heavy or I think the starting level will change game to game. Uh, but again, I think biggest winner is, is Carranza and you know, I guess I don't want to say biggest loser, but Rob is going to fill us a bit and, and, and Juana Aguadella will fill it a bit as well, you know, because they're trying to make a name for themselves, not only in the MLS, but Aguadella with the new team, you know, but we're going to have options, which is good. We need options because that's the one area that I think everyone recognizes as where we need to figure it out. Yeah. To, to your point we're we're lacking depth on the attack right now and we'll get back an extra player that we didn't have, you know, when the original injury happened, I think it was, what was it, 10 to 12 weeks or so that he was out. So we're definitely adding depth as well as adding skill at the exact same time. So um, definitely really looking forward to seeing that. I think that's a good problem to have at the end of the day. Um, But this kind of takes us, you know, out of our world of inner Miami and a little bit more national news with the MLS making some wage cuts it seems like jay yeah about a 25 percent staff cut is in regards to salary and you know it's happening everywhere so it's unfortunate but it's not super surprising uh, i'm sure we have many listeners who have been affected by this virus and whether that be a pay cut hours commissions whatever you name it again we're all in this together very few people have managed to wade these waters unscathed and you know that's it sucks but they're making it a priority to not release or terminate any employees maintain as many employees as you can if you need to cut their wages for a little bit Mm -hmm. then do that but also at the same time in the same breath people are spending less money we're all trapped inside of our house we're being the most economical we've probably been in a long time i know i am most of the stuff i eat is coming from the grocery store right most of the beers i'm drinking i bought at the grocery store i'm not going to spend money at a bar so we are being economical but you can still feel the pain jay you just you are probably the biggest flexible spender guy i know you're number one below fives customer 
Um, what? What? I, what are you trying to say I waste money? Absolutely. No, man, I can't. I mean, there are times that I, I splurge. Uh, very few and far between because at the end of the day, my only concern is uh, my family uh, and my little three-year-old son. But there are times I've been weak and been copped out to joining friends on birthday parties and spending $400 on bottles for one night. And I'm looking at you right now on the FaceTime. You're a coward. Look back at me in my eyes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I think this brings us to the end of the episode. Still not looking at you. But, uh, you know, no, to, to, to kind of wrap things up, obviously, uh, the league is still looking to have the full 34-game season, but we'll see how that works, obviously, with the virus still continuing. And, you know, Jay touched on it. Employees of the league are getting cut by about 25%. That also goes for the commissioner, Don Garber, as well as the deputy commissioners, Mark Abbott and Gary Stevenson. So at least they're not uh, leaving their employees hanging around dry um, and yeah, it sounds like that the league has a targets um, date of mid to end December for the MLS Cup, but as a little bit more of a theme of this episode, it is basically uh, contingent on COVID-19. Yeah, it is. And just one more thing, because we mentioned that we were going to, you know, cover it briefly when talking about the, the you know, our new number nine coming over. I'm going to try and make this quick, right? But there is a FIFA transfer window crisis right now. So the summer window is going to be moved and the contract's ending on July 30th. These, these are the people that we were going to be pulling from Europe. That's going to be extended for a short period of time. And that's been agreed to by all football's major stakeholders. FIFA has confirmed this. The 20 to 2019 to 2020 season will not be completed by June 30th. Everyone understands that, right? So those people that were having their contracts expire, they're going to be extended until whenever the season actually ends, which will be before for the start of the 20 to 21 season, unless it gets pushed out much further than that. Everyone's affected. Every European league is shut down except for Belarus. They're currently rocking. If you're just itching for some football, check out the Belarus league. I guess. I don't know. They don't care. They just don't give a damn. Whatever it is, they're still operating. Uh, but FIFA has urged clubs to protect jobs by any means necessary and is allowing these clubs and players to work together to find agreements, right? So, But if an agreement cannot be made, a governing body would resolve any disputes and the governing party would consider a few factors. That's going to be number one, whether there was a genuine attempt by the club to reach an agreement with the player. Number two, the economic situation of the club. Number three, the size of any adjustment to player contracts for the net income of players after any contract adjustment and number five whether players have been treated equally so this will affect it it's probably going to push out our third dp a few more months but let's just be excited we're gonna have a full healthy team Carranza back ready to rock and roll but that is a situation going on with world football right now yes and that's the show everybody you know thank you for joining us you know, uh, we hope to always be a escape, even if it's only for 30 minutes or so, you know, to kind of get away from the stresses of the reality that's happening around us outside of our doors. So, you know, obviously from us over here in the Inner Miami podcast, please do stay safe. Uh, you know, we touched on it. We have been covering the team for about nine months, six months prior to the season kicking off really in the preseason even time frame. So, you know, we're committed to everybody out there. We've definitely 
heard all your direct messages. We've gotten your emails. You know, your message has been heard. We're bringing you that fire, fire on Friday with Luis Robles, who will be joining us. Big, big, big supporter of the podcast. Do not miss it. He talks a lot about his current situation with COVID, some experiences with the CBA negotiation and how that whole nego- uh, communication has been trickling down, as well as an inside look to our first couple games as a franchise in LA and DC. That's right. So if you don't already follow us on Instagram and Facebook at inner Miami podcast, write us an email at J and Alex at inner Miami podcast.com. Always leave us a review if you're in tune and uh, check out the website, inner Miami podcast.com. But yeah, good to be back on the mics. Happy we can, uh, you know, have some fun again. Everyone stay safe, stay sane, stay clean, stay healthy. This will all pass eventually. We'll be back to where we want to be. I've been waiting for maybe five. I'm losing count. Long weeks to say this. Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. Thank you, everyone. Love you guys.